Carla, and welcome to Spirituality Matters. And let's settle in to find that sacred space between here where I am and there where you are. And let us be reminded that the Holy transcends our physical bodies and our time together is just as sacred and meaningful as if we were sitting beside one another. Okay, let's get started. Today's podcast is entitled Onward. And as usual, I have a blog that accompanies this at numasoul.com. Now, I will tell you this, if you are tired of hearing me speak about the dangers of Christian nationalism, this is the podcast that you can sit out. But I'm writing this blog in late October, and I'm recording this podcast the 1st of November. It will post the Sunday before midterm elections, and I'm terrified. There isn't one sector of humans in the United States that isn't at risk of losing their rights. Black people, indigenous people, other people of color, women from all walks of life, people with disabilities, seniors, and those living in assisted or skilled nursing facilities, children and immigrants. Yet even with everything that is at stake, the outcome of this election is not clear. Will we be a nation that continues to move forward to ensure equal opportunities and representation for all of its citizens? Or Will we be a nation that spirals deep into the abyss to become a one-religion, one-party, Christian-centric, fascist society? A society that has such a rigid, narrow translation of the Bible that supports dominion theology, which is an archaic patriarchal structure that believes that a nation should be governed by white Christian men. Peek again at that list of people who are at risk of losing their rights. Notice the only protected class is the white Christian man. Black people, people of color, or women of all colors who support dominion theology have merely internalized their patriarchal beliefs to the point that they are hoping that they are high enough on that ladder that the mud splattered on the rest of us caused by the annihilation of human rights doesn't touch them. But make no mistake about it, those who are not the white Christian man will never climb that ladder of privilege so far to reach the top rung. Dominion theology ensures that, and yet they remain loyal to a system that sees them as less than. Somehow, all of this warped and sick theology is supposed to reflect God back to us. It's nonsense, and the farthest it can be from Jesus. Still, the midterms are not a certainty that humanity will win. I really do want to scream at those supporting these extremist Christians entrenched in the Republican Party. I want to call attention to the danger. I want to wave my hands wildly in front of them and plead with them to wake up. But I know they won't. Because something far more sinister is at work here, and it's time we scream it at the top of our lungs without mincing words. So let's talk about those beliefs, because I think it's important here to expand on this during the podcast. So it's important to understand why they are doing this. These extreme Christians who are entrenched in the Republican Party, who support Christian nationalism and believe in dominion theology. It's not just enough to say these are Republicans. You need to understand who they are and what they believe. That theology, dominion theology, states that a white cisgender heterosexual Christian male should lead our country. This dominion theology is rooted in the ideology of a seven mountain mandate. And many of these churches, even though some of their congregants don't even know that their church adheres to this, they do. And this seven mountain mandate says that in order for you to be as effective as you can in enforcing dominion theology, you need to have influence and control in seven spheres of society. 
and those are education, religion, family, business, government, military, arts and entertainment, and media. So let's just take, for example, education, because I just talked about this on a video. Do you remember Betsy DeVos? She's a millionaire many times over. She was Trump's secretary of education and she really was a horrible person. She really did say, quote, the Department of Education should not exist, end quote. None of DeVos's four children attended public school. How can a person be the secretary of education and not have any children who experienced public education? Because that wasn't her priority. You must understand that what you're seeing happening in education, where you see good teachers, the best of teachers leaving is intentional. They're being driven out. They're making it impossible for teachers to teach freely because they're being, they're being told what they can teach and they're being punished if they go beyond that. You see that with Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. You see that with the banning of books and you see that with the radicalization of school boards who are just making these wild assumptions about what's being taught in the classroom, including CRT, which they don't even have a clue what it means. People are against it and they can't even define it. But where these Christian nationalist Republicans are is this isn't just all new. This has been part of a 70 year plan to privatize education so that funds, public funds can be diverted to private schools, particularly Christian private schools. Now there's an article in the Daily Beast that I will post in the show notes because this is very important. It talks about the origins of Christian nationalism because, and I've talked about this article so many times, the one at politico.com that talks about the origins of the religious right because it is not about abortion. It is not. If you go through and even see prior to Roe v. Wade being passed in 1973, Christianity Today, which is an evangelical magazine, was ambivalent to it. You can go back to their 1968 article and articles about abortion and see that. You can see that even the Southern Baptist Convention, the largest evangelical group in the nation, and now the one who's most outspoken, thanks to Jerry Falwell, who in this article you'll see is is linked to Bob Jones University, the ones who got their hands slapped over their, their segregated model and basically lost their 501c3 over it. But you can see that even the Southern Baptist Convention said that a woman's decision to have an abortion was basically between her and her doctor because if it was the, the life of the mother, the, the fetus was not um, viable, life was not viable, or the mother's well-being was at risk. So in other words, that's a very subjective, broad phrase, statement to make that basically gave the woman and her doctor the right to make those decisions. But abortion became a hot topic to deflect from what these extreme Christians that were already brewing back, in the, back from the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, this was about segregation. After Brown versus Board of Education made segregation illegal, you started to see a mass exodus of white students, primarily in the South, leaving public education. This was, this was a big part of what they, they did intentionally because they wanted to take them out of the, seg, the, the desegregated schools and put them in private Christian schools. For instance, in one county in Mississippi in 1969, there was the white student population in 1969 was 717 students. The following year, it went to 18. 
18 white students in the entire county. The next year it went to zero. And you know where those students went? To private schools. Now, that's a bridge from the 60s up until June of this year, June of 22, when so the Supreme Court further blurred the lines between the separation of church and state even more by saying the state of Maine must not exclude state funds to fund tuition for private religious schools. What schools kind of religion do you think is primarily going to be funded? Those are Christian schools. So watch what's going to happen. Now that that decision has been made, you're going to start to see funding for Christian schools nationwide. This is why you must pay attention to what is happening locally and why I say at the end of my videos where I talk about this to stay awake, use your voice and, and vote. The other thing that people don't understand is that there is no one, there is absolutely no one in the Republican Party who is safe. Yes, I know, Liz Cheney, has done a good job. She deserves to be commended for standing up for democracy. She has been instrumental in her role on the January 6th committee and standing out against Trump and these extremist Christians. And she has paid the price politically. She's also endorsed several Democrat candidates over Republican candidates. Good for her because that is indeed huge. But while she was in office, Liz Cheney voted with Trump 93% of the time. 93%. So Liz Cheney, is through and through a Republican who would do just as much damage to undermine our human rights and protect the patriarchy because the patriarchy has served her and her family very well. If you have not watched the movie Vice, which tells the story of Liz's father, Dick Cheney, you need to watch it because it is something else. Now, I wanna say something that I forgot to say when I was talking about education. I talked about 1969 and those statistics from Holmes County, Mississippi, 1969. I know I'm a boomer. Some people say I'm in the Generation Jones because I'm, sometimes I'm, I'm, ca I'm categorized as a Gen X, but my daughter's Gen X and I can tell you I'm not a Gen X. But I'm comfortable in my skin as a boomer, but I was alive. I was young, I was eight years old, but I was alive. And the people who were fighting desegregation are alive and in power because we have a lot of people in their 80s still voting, still funding extremist Christian thought and movements and beliefs and political power. And we also have them fighting this, that they're racist views, supporting racist views as part of their theology. So I think it's very important to understand like, oh, don't think that was yesterday or that that was a long time ago. These people are still here and alive and supporting these views. Okay, so you start to see the bridge up to where we are today. Now, I just have to talk about Mike Pence. Recently on a Fox News interview, he said, quote, this was about talking about religious freedom. And he said, well, the radical left believes that the freedom, from, freedom of religion means freedom from religion, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm saying this now. Wouldn't freedom of religion mean freedom from religion? Doesn't it mean the same thing? But here's what he said, quote, but it's nothing the American founders ever thought of or generations of Americans fought to defend. He goes on to say, the source of our nation's greatness has always been our faith in God, our freedom, and our vast natural resources. And the good news is that after four years of Trump-Pence administration, I'm confident that we have a pro-religious freedom majority on the Supreme Court. Oh, you do. We have an illegitimate Supreme Court. There's no way that the way that that 
this is me again providing commentary. There's no way that that's a legitimate court. When you saw how Mitch McConnell made up rules to block Merrick Garland, Obama's appointment, and then as Trevor Noah says, Amy Coney Barrett is still winded from running to her nomination and her appointment to the Supreme Court because he changed the rules again. It's corrupt and it's an illegitimate court. No matter how you put it, it's an illegitimate court and it needs to be redone. That's why this midterm, no matter what happens in the midterm, we rest and reset and then we continue on to defend our democracy and our rights. So going on back onto what Mike Pence said, quote, and I'm confident that come election day on November 8th, you're gonna see that freedom majority around the country turn out and vote pro-freedom majorities in the House and in the Senate and the state houses across the country, end quote. So it, there's so many jumping in points on what he said here, but the first is that confusion of freedom of religion and freedom from religion, they mean, they mean the same thing. He's trying to twist things around to actually say that what is important here is that when we say freedom from religion, we're saying that only Christianity matters. We are free to exercise our beliefs over you because we have freedom from religion and because our founders only were Christians, which is nonsense. That's not true in any way, shape, or form. But what he's doing here is signaling to his base that he this is dominion theology, that the Christians should run the nation. He's also signaling to dominion over the earth by talking about the natural resources because most of these, there's a lot of people inside the evangelical, uh, radicalized, extremist Christian thought who don't give a damn about the planet because God's gonna come up, burn up everything anyway. So when Jesus returns, it doesn't matter. My body's gonna be taken up to heaven and you don't have, I don't have to worry about any of this. This is all here for whatever I wanna do to animals, however I wanna use up the natural resources. He's signaling that, the, the salvation-focused Christian. He's signaling what he means by that. He also talks about the majority. They are not. They are not the majority. That's why you only got four, four years in the in the vice presidency pence, but nice try. So all of that, of course it was on Fox News and he was signaling to his extremist Christian base. But what he's also doing here is saying, we're gonna continue to deceive and contort the truth. Just like we said that when we put those three nominees that Trump put on, on the Supreme Court, that they just said, well, Abortion rights is decided law. They knew exactly what they were going to do. They are not afraid to lie and deceive to get their way. They think that's part of their sacred right as Christians. And somehow they justify that with their beliefs. They are going for a national ban next. They can look in the camera and lie about what they mean and put their hands up on Sunday and praise Jesus and not think a thing about it. Because in their mind, their salvation absolves them from any action that they do here on earth. And because we are considered not the saved, it doesn't matter. They can treat us however, and they have scripture to justify it. So my point here is we want to talk about these MAGA Republicans. There are no safe Republicans. There are none. There's no Republican that you can vote for right now that isn't safe because if they're not doing what Liz Cheney is doing, then they are not safe. And Liz Cheney is not running. She's backing Democrats. 
Now, believe me, I have voted Republican in my past, but I'm not a party line Democrat. I never have been. I have been annoyed with both parties. And I'm telling you, I have sometimes thrown away my vote just because I'm disgusted with them both. So that's why I say whatever happens at the midterms, our work is just starting because the system is broken. The system is corrupt. Democrats are only capable of taking it so far to protect their patriarchal status. Yes, they dabble in human rights and yes, they care, but only to the point that the system works for them. Because let's face it, we have a lot of millionaires in Congress who are Democrats. We need a more fair representation of true Americans that know what it means to, to look at the dinner table and not know if it's going to feed your entire family. Not one of those people understand that. Maybe Katie Porter, maybe Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, maybe. But I'm just saying that they need to be more representative of what America looks like. Millionaires are only there to protect their interests. That's it, on both sides of the aisle. So yes, we need to clean this up. So moving on past uh, Mike Pence, I just wanna say this. It is clear that the extremism inside the Republican Party is not just MAGA Republicans. This is Christian nationalism and it's infiltrated across the entire way. Do not forget that Mike Pence is the one who went to Hungary to speak at CPAC. Why in the world is CPAC holding a meeting in Hungary? This is all signaling to their radicalized base that we want the United States to become what Viktor Orban calls, quote, a Christian democracy because he's he has made everything else illegitimate he has made sure that he'll, there will never be a fair and free election again. That's what they want, and that's why they had Mike Pence in Hungary to signal to the base. But I always want to make this very clear to everyone. Dominion theology is racist. It is homophobic. It is transphobic. It is xenophobic. It is sexist. It is ableist, and it is ageist. It is inarguable. They have a fascination with fascist leadership. Many of them are supportive of uh, these extremist Christians. That's why we now have an, a, one of the largest ortho, Russian Orthodox churches inside the United States because of this idolization of Vladimir Putin. We also know that just, I did a video on this last week about the Zionsville uh, school board candidate who actually said not all Nazis were bad. These people are showing their real colors if we just pay attention. That school board candidate also has on his Twitter profile a picture of him with Senator Mike Braun from Indiana, the senator who said that the states should have the right to look at all human rights, including things like interracial marriage. Interracial marriage became legal when I was a young teen. I think I was 12 or 13. We're not talking again about ancient history. These are human rights that have been fought for. And every one of these extremist Christians entrenched in the Republican Party have signaled time and again that they have no qualms with annihilating all of them to ensure that the white Christian male will stay in power because that's what Dominion theology is. And every one of us will be, will be obedient to that. They have to keep the working class even further oppressed. And that's what this is all about. That's why they say things like, not all Nazis were bad. Okay, let's move on here because I recognize that the midterms are not the end of everything. I do believe, I know that as much as I am passionate about this, and you can tell I am passionate, I do believe that good will prevail. 
I do believe that. I believe it always has. We're moving. I mean, we we go through moments of tension in our and seasons of tension in our humanity, but we have been always moving to a more kinder and a generous and compassionate world. But the only reason we do it is because of those of us who have awakened to the fact that we have no right to gatekeep anyone else's humanity. You can't rely on anybody who wants to think that their heteronormative standards that they're morally or spiritually superior to everyone else because they got the Christian club going. That's not reality. And the way we make sure that they can't do real damage is to make sure that even after the midterm, we begin to work on the next levels, which is to undo this illegitimate Supreme Court and to codify basic human rights so that these these laws that protect, these laws that have protected the historically oppressed that we need to expand upon, not annihilate, are protected into perpetuity, into perpetuity. Because if fascism wins, the next two years could be catastrophic, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. I believe that history tells us that no matter how much you confess to be hiding behind your warped Christian theology, you will not prevail. You will not. I must believe this. And those of us who are coming together as a community, that we're finding each other to understand that a time such as this, we are coming together to be stronger, to protect human rights, to no longer rely on our country's leadership to protect those, that the people must stand in their strength and in their numbers because we are the majority. Mike Pence, you do not have the numbers to admit that. You don't even have a majority of people that are going to church. For the first time in America in 2020, church membership fell below 20, be, below 50%. And that's not COVID numbers. Those That Gallup poll is reflecting 2019 numbers because it was, it was, it's also reflecting an eight-decade decline that started and everybody knew the stair t- step down that people were leaving church. So don't tell us you're a majority. You're not even close. But I will tell you this, Mike Pence, and I will tell you this, Donald Trump and Marsha Blackburn and every other homophobic, transphobic, sexist, misogynist, racist Republican. History will judge you on what you do from here forward. You will not prevail and you will not ever be able to reconcile your message with the teachings of Jesus. They're irreconcilable. You are completely out in the open now. You have been exposed for what you are. Selfish and greed and power are what motivate you. And the rest of us will stand in unity to work for the good of the whole and elevate the human condition because that is what we are here for. That's the sacredness of our existence. That is where the holy lives. And I'm honored to stand in that space with others who believe as I do, onward, and blessed be. Okay, beloveds, I'm honored to be in this space with you, and I pray that you receive something. I know I did because the teacher teaches what she needs to hear. And now, beloveds, go in peace and be at peace. Go in love and may you be loved. Go and know that others are on this journey with you and you are not alone. You are seen and deeply and unconditionally loved just the way you are. Blessings on your week, and I will see you soon.
Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to Spirituality Matters wherever you listen to podcasts. You can watch the uncut version of today's episode on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to Rev Carla's channel for more videos. Submit questions for upcoming Q&A videos or topics of discussion to spiritualitymatters at revcarla.com. As always, follow at Rev Carla on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest for more spirituality teachings. Bye for now!